Hey guys, what's up? It's Bill Dawes uh, with The Afterlife. Welcome to The Afterlife. That is the official. So I'm here with uh, an actual friend of mine. Yes. Now, uh, your name is Lauren Page and Lauren Francesca. Sometimes I get confused about what to call you. <laughs> well, that's just, that's actually my personal private Facebook page. Which one? Just Lauren Page that you've just now outed to oh. the universe. Oh, no. But it's okay. It's we'll fine. edit it out. No, no we won't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's just so, my way of hiding. So yeah. So wh why 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 do you hide? What is the what is the reason behind S the different names? Stalkers. Oh okay. Death threats. Uh, people finding out where I live and sending pizzas or showing up to my house with flowers and marriage proposals. Oh my god. Well, let's talk about <laughs> that. Because <laughs> that's that's fascinating. Because I had I had one other. Now, I don't know how to describe you. I would definitely say that you are a, a social media. Actress. actress. You're an actress. Sorry. I'm an actor. You're a, a, a serious a actress. I am. I am a serious dramatic actress. Serious dramatic actress. Um, you are also, <laughs> <laughs> as well as a serious dramatic Oscar-worthy actress, you are also a um, a social media celebrity or a YouTube celebrity? or Influencer. Uh, an influencer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's great. I always... What exactly? Because influencers is a word that gets spread everywhere. I always see these Instagram models, and they're like, "I'm an influencer." I'm like, I "It's do that just, too. it's just your butt is the influencer." <laughs> but you actually, but the difference with you and some of these people, I'm not going to name names. Um, basically, every Instagram model ever. But you actually create comedy content, and you, you're, you're kind of like a shark. And I, I'm going to back up a little bit. I met Lauren. We're trying to figure out what year was it? It was 2013. Maybe 12, 13. Okay, yeah. so at this point, uh, I just went through a bad breakup, and I think a mutual friend of ours was like, hey, there's this really cool girl, Lauren Francesca. You should meet her, and you guys should collab. And we were talking earlier. Collab is sort of the L.A., Netflix, and chill. <laughs> like Everyone wants to collab. <laughs> like, on yes. what? And they're like, I don't know. Just come over. We'll talk about it. Um, so I met you. I, I think I picked you up in my Honda Accord, 2003. Actually, it was brag. your bike. I picked, what? It I was think. your bike. I think I, I rode on the pegs. It was very, like, romantic. Um, <laughs> we rode around. Yeah, it was a bike. Oh, wow. It was a bike. Why don't I remember that? You pick girls up in bikes. Yeah. I just outed you now on your podcast. Yeah, so I think I, th I think originally, I I think when I first met you, I was like, well, yeah, she's a fellow artist. Da -da. But I think there was a part of me that was like, okay, she's really cute. And then we hung out, and I remember when we were hanging out, we, we went to eat ramen or something like that. Or I, I think you might be thinking about the wrong girl. No, 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 we no. We had ramen? We, well, we, we were in Silver Lake. What else is in Silver Lake other than ramen? Isn't oh. it like we, we ate somewhere? Okay, we ate somewhere. And you were so professional, and you were <laughs> so like, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm doing. This. I was like, holy shit, this girl's got a lot more going on than, <laughs> than I do. So I'm, so it, it completely shifted, uh, and I said, this girl So you no longer wanted to collab with me after that? I didn't want to collab with you. I wanted to literally collaborate with you. Oh, okay. So, um, <laughs> so I was doing this uh, YouTube series for Laugh Factory called Film Buzz. Check it out on the Laugh Factory YouTube. That's um, awesome. And we did, uh, what movie did we do? It was uh, Star Trek. Star Trek, yeah. Yeah. And I think the gag was for the Star Trek uh, Into the Darkness or the Edge of whatever the fuck it was called. But the idea of it was that um, there was a scene where you just, for some reason, you took off your your dress and you were in bra and panties. Really? And I think it was something playing with the fact that like I looked gay or people thought I was gay or... 
there's some it's like hey bill and you took <laughs> off your thing i know you're gay and you took off your dress and it was actually a pretty funny gag you don't remember that you know, I have to rewatch it, but I'm sure it was really funny and amazing, and I love doing it. That's why I kept working with you after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, and then then the next time we worked together was, I want to ask about this feature film. So, so let's back up. Your your dad is a playwright, yes? Uh, yes. Well, he's a choreographer, and he has a acting company, and, and okay. we produced his movie. Yeah, and when you were, uh, and this is in New York City, right? Yes. So you grew up in New York. In the city, city. Queens. Queens. I'm a queen from Queens. That counts as New York. Yeah. Not like Scarsdale or something like no, that. No, no, no. You're like Queens. Okay, you're a Queens girl. And your dad was this sort of, whenever I think about playwrights, particularly in New York, it's, it's that breed doesn't really exist anymore. Like your dad, like the old school, like you had an acting company, everything was really <laughs> authentic and real, and you're trying to get to like deep truths about humanity. So your dad was that guy. Exactly. Every day of my life. Every day of your life. So any audition, anything I had to do, it was always like he would just, you know, work with me on projects. It was amazing. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, you can't shut it off like ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so early on, did you know that you wanted to be involved in entertainment? Yeah. 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 From like being a little kid, I studied with him since oh, wow. I was like six years old, and oh, was wow. always acting, singing, and dancing. Oh wow! What was your what was your main thing that you were you a big singer? Were you a big I dancer? I was a big dancer. I was a professional dancer for oh, wow. years, ballet mainly. But um, yeah, it was an interesting part of my life. Yeah, I always feel that ballet dancing is, is very interesting because there's a real shelf life with it as a career. And that's yeah, that was that was my fear growing up. Yeah, and that's why I went to college and I have a bio degree. Got that it. I don't use. And also, when you're a, a ballet dancer, uh, I feel a lot of girls they start when they're six, and all of a sudden, like, oh wait, I didn't become five ten. Yes. And and like legs that go eight feet long. So, uh, so were you? How long were you? Were you a professional ballet dancer or modern? Well, yeah. I mean, I was I was dancing um, throughout high school. I was at Alvin Ailey and Joffrey Ballet oh, School, wow. and yeah, I was on full scholarship there, performing in high school, which was yeah. really really awesome. But I, you know, I started. I had boobs and a butt, and definitely my teachers were just like you know taping my boobs down and <laughs> and it was just I, I i just felt i was i was i'm not gonna get into a company with my body yeah so i stopped dancing when that I, must have been yeah. a big moment when you oh, stopped it was huge it was huge and it followed me for the rest of my life so yes what do you mean it followed you well you know you miss it you yeah. know and i've always i always miss it you yeah know, and i always regret stopping because it's just it's just hard i looked at my parents and i thought i don't want to be a teacher like I love teaching but I I would teach for them because they have a school and you know I realized that kids are very impressionable I made a, a little girl cry one day and that was it I was like I can't do it yeah you know and I was nice I, I'm very nice but you know and if you give people tell people what they're doing is wrong they get upset and yeah of course it's just yeah well I imagine that the world of ballet is very different now than it was even 20 years ago oh, for sure because now if you you can't bully a child but back in the day, that's all ballet was. <laughs> you just bully children yes. into being better dancers. And I, that's how you made amazing dancers. Yeah, and well, that was my life, getting bullied by teachers and everything, just, you know, to, to be a certain weight, to be, you know, oh, to, yeah. you know 10 hours a day of, of practicing. So. And did you have hard school, like Russian, like old yes. school? Yes, oh yeah, I had this Russian teacher <laughs> and she was just like, all you have to do is eat cranberries, cranberries <laughs> every day, no, nothing else. And I was just like, really? And she just would, she put me on this crazy diet. And as a kid, I like listened to her because I'm yeah. like, oh, you know, she's like my messiah. And how old were you at this point? Twelve. 
12. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a really important time for development. Exactly. And you're eating cranberries. <laughs> Just cranberries. And your parents, but they, they supported this. They wanted you to be a dancer. They were like, hey, this is yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They supported it. Um, I was always, like, for dancing, I always had to wor- work really, really hard. But acting was something that always just came naturally. So they yeah. would always try to push me to do more acting. But I kind of was like, well, I want to be a professional dancer like yeah. you guys. Because they were more into the dancing side oh, than okay. the acting side. So, but then I learned and I, I realized that acting is really what, what I love and yeah. Were you a childhood actor? Like, were you doing stuff? I auditioned a lot. I yeah. can tell you that. I had a manager throughout high school, but she didn't really, I feel like she would send me out for things I wasn't right for. And because I looked older, it was harder for me to book because a lot of times casting people will hire people who are 18. Yes. And then it was so weird. So I kind of stopped doing it when I was 16 because I was like, I'm not getting anything. Like, I don't want to keep going to these auditions and just getting, you know, you get your hopes up. Oh, God. And then when I I turned 18, I started uh, modeling. And then from modeling, I started getting some acting auditions and I just started booking like yeah re- like re- everything I went out for so I said oh wow this was my problem yeah it wasn't you know that that I was just like kind of at that awkward age yeah exactly you look older than you are and what was your first big acting thing that you booked um it was an uh I did this thing actually it was for uh how did it was this tv pilot that they that had got picked up and then didn't get picked up during the writer's strike it was called hottest moms in america and i was supposed to be a host for it even though i wasn't a mom which was interesting so i did like some hosting for them and some like uh b-roll modeling too for for like the show segments so i did that and then i did a bunch of things for trl which was really cool and spike Spike tv back in the day who was the host during trl at that point i think it i think it was carson Carson. okay yeah maybe it was the the girl after carson the og okay yeah it was a long time ago (laughs) yeah so uh and and now uh you we were talking about the social media star thing how did the dancing was over the acting was kind of you know there's lots of heartbreak with acting like oh this is the thing this is going to send me off and then it's over and you're like oh wait i just gotta keep auditioning get another job yeah so when was the point where that shifted for you where you're like i'm gonna do my own shit I think it was the first um, like speaking role that I ever booked. Uh, it was a, a pilot I did for, it was an FX pilot. It was with Apostle. Um, mm-hmm. It was called uh, it was called Minimum, but then they changed it to Inside Out. And uh, Jace Alexander, I had done background work and, and met him. He was a big producer at the time. And uh-huh, yeah. he hit me up and just gave me a speaking role in a pilot they were doing. So that was when I was like, oh, wow, I can do this. Yeah. And then about like a few months after that, I booked the Key of Awesome web series that I made oh. me internet famous. Yeah. And they started. So tell, tell people what, because I always assume people don't know what anyone ever did. <laughs> so I assume no one knows you. So Key of Awesome, what is Key of Awesome? Key of Awesome was a viral YouTube sensation kind of thing, but when before it first then. became viral, well, like the yeah, beginning it was of like in 2008, they had before Key of Awesome, it was called Barely Political. Uh-huh. And they had Obama Girl, who was like the first kind of Internet meme thing. Yeah. yeah. And I had known Amber because we had modeled together. We used to we used to do these car shows. Oh, um, car show models. Yeah, we did Love car it. show modeling. And um, we were the only, like, non-Asian girls at the car show. So <laughs> we were automatically, like, you know, kind of grouped together on, on everything. And she booked Obama Girl. And then all of a sudden she was on SNL. And she was just, like, you know, internet famous. And I yeah. said, oh, my God, this is, like, the next thing. I, the next I thing. saw it as, you know, a lot of people see things and they sometimes they don't realize it. But I was like, I need to get working with these people. So 
I just any casting I would look for and then I saw they were looking for a McCain girl so yeah. I auditioned for that and they didn't end up booking me for McCain girl but then they had me come in for some comedy sketches and their audience really liked me and then they kept having me come in for that for yeah. from them and I was like wow I was in these videos that were getting like millions of views overnight I was on 2020 for like being the biggest Lady Gaga impersonator. Yeah, that's the thing I want to talk about because Lady Gaga <laughs> is obviously huge right now in yes. particular. So, and you kind of blew up with your Lady. I think Lady Gaga impersonation is what sort of blew you up, and yeah. it was really good. And do you kind of want to recycle that? Is it something <laughs> that's becoming relevant again? Um, I think it's just when she was singing and had all those. She would do all those crazy costumes. Yeah. Uh, for for her for her like albums and videos, it was just something that came very natural. Yeah. Um, I do often revisit. Like last year, this company actually paid me to do a public stunt. They were. It's called PR for a day. I'm now. I'm like just giving them a shout out. Yeah. But uh, it it was really cool. They they paid me and they had like a a publicity team follow me around and I basically staged like a fake like Lady Gaga like viewing. I went to Hollywood Boulevard. They had me like show up in a limo and they had like all of their team where you can hire them to be your fake PR for the day. This is actually something I realize a lot of celebrities do. Really? So, yeah. So I went to Hollywood Boulevard and I caused like masses of crowds. They all, everyone thought I was like Gaga. And so what were you wearing? You had like, I just dressed like crazy Gaga. Like now, do you, <laughs> now I don't know. Like, are you the same size as her? Is your, are your body types? I, you know, there are certain areas of my body that are not the same size as, <laughs> as Lady Gaga. That's a butt which, comment. Yeah. But, um, it's people thought, we were of course. the same. It was it was amazing. It was so funny. And I actually kind of felt guilty about it because her yeah. real fans were like coming up to me crying and I just felt really bad. But uh. before when I in my early Key of Awesome days, Entertainment Weekly actually took one of the thumbnails from my videos and published it on their website and wrote an article about Lady Gaga. And it was like it, it, they took my picture. They thought I was they thought you were Lady, Lady Gaga. Gaga. They must have like searched the Internet for pictures of her and picked my picture. Oh, wow. Yeah. So people do confuse us. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. funny. But yeah. have you ever met her? No, I want to. She's awesome. I love her so much. So like, are you going to do an, another Lady Gaga video? I mean, come I, on. You know, it's know. just, yeah, I have to figure one out that makes sense. Yeah. You know, her movie just came out and it's just like I, a lot of parodies and things that when I used to do parodies, it's you're, you're making fun of people, which is you're finding the funny and what they're doing. But, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll, people are sensitive and I just sometimes I, I feel bad. So when I was working for Barely Political and they were writing the songs and, and doing that, I wouldn't feel as bad because I'm like, I'm acting in it. But when yes. you have to write your own jokes about it, you do feel I feel a little guilty. Unless yeah, you yeah. want to write something, Bill, and then I can hmm. put up I can write in the thing like Bill wrote this. Like, yeah, exactly. Escape <laughs> all I responsibility. Didn't, I didn't write this. <laughs> so uh, can you sing like Lady Gaga? I, have, I don't think I've heard you sing before. I can sing. I can sing. I don't know if I'm as I'm definitely not as talented as Lady Gaga is, but I definitely can. But sing. you can pull off an, a singing impersonation yeah. of her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's fascinating. Have you ever tried to audition for SNL or anything like that? Um, I had a character reel together that my agents were sending out. I don't know if they ever sent it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did have a character reel with a bunch of the Lady Gaga bits and the Christina Aguilera bits and the oh, Madonna yeah. bits and basically like a lot of the other celebrities that I've kind of parodied. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. So Keem Awesome was going on. And how many views were these videos getting? 
20 million hits in a day. Some of them now. What? Yeah. Some of the videos I was in back in the day, like when I, I acted in this college humor video, it has over 100 million views. Yeah. So it's, oh, and like I added one day, I was just, you know, going through all my work and trying to make a pitch packet. So I added together all the views and I'm in over 2 billion view. I have over 2 billion views online. So oh, wow. it's just, it's just, it baffled me. I'm like, how? How? That's amazing. Now, God, so, so. Because I want to get to the the story of how things kind of first are really blowing up for you. So was it right away with Key of Awesomeness? Because also, like I did a I did one viral video, right? I don't know if you ever saw. I've it. I've seen it. Yeah, it's great. But, but I didn't see it until after, like I knew you. Cause, yeah. Because I had told somebody that you were going to be in the movie, and they're like, "Oh my God, you know Bill Dawsey did <laughs> this really so funny, funny thing," and they showed it to me, and I'm like, "Of course he did." But what's funny about that is, so if if you don't know, it's the video is how a white man says the n word. To a black man. It's actually the videos how white men says mm, yeah. to a, uh, different different forums say either n word or they say the real word, and uh, it was f we shot it in two thousand maybe twelve or something like that, and it was a part of a chocolate Sunday Showtime special. It was just a one small scene from it, and someone took it and a guy from Germany, a DJ <laughs> from Germany, posted <laughs> on his Facebook, and this was right when Facebook could embed videos. Uh huh. So the way that Facebook embedded videos, I guess the same way now, is the minute you go to the page, it would start playing. It would yeah. autoplay. So it be, it made it becoming viral a much more logical thing because people just all of a sudden, like, they're watching a video as opposed to having to put play. People are that fucking lazy. And uh, I think the first day got, like, 8 million, and people <laughs> were like, Bill. But I had no credit. My name was – I mean, I wrote the yeah. sketch, but I wasn't credited as a writer. Even, and so I, I contacted the DJ from – Berlin <laughs> and I said hey man can you just put my name down and the other actors names in it and then it became a whole legal Michigas because Chocolate Sunday was like well we want credit too and then the guy who produced for Chocolate Sunday oh. his company so then all of a sudden everyone's and then the Laugh Factory <laughs> where we rehearsed it and Jamie Masada is like well we want to put it on our web so there were like all sorts of threats and meanwhile Nobody's getting. I mean, I'm no not one getting made paid. Any money from it. I'm yeah. not making any money. Yeah. No, not only have I not made money from that sketch, I haven't gotten any work from it. Like nothing's ever happened where uh, someone said, "Hey, I like that sketch you wrote," because I'm not credited as the writer because it's like a, a sketch with three yeah. people. Uh, or they're like, "Hey, we have a role of a of a white guy that we <laughs> want you to play based on your performance." So it it's the biggest thing I've ever done and also the smallest thing I've ever done that hasn't resulted. And I've never seen a penny from it. Uh -huh. So, um, and I try to put on my, I try to like catch, uh, catch the tail end of the, of the viral sensation and put on my yeah. YouTube, I got like 20, 25,000 views or something. So, uh, so when this happened with Kiev, there's probably a similar thing happening with you because you're not, your name, the videos are out there, Kiev Awesome is out there, but your name is not out there as the, as the Gaga thing. You're just like, oh, look at this cool Gaga video, right? Yeah. So where was the point where you sort of made your own brand from that? Well, I was auditioning all the time for different people's projects. Yeah. And still, when I when I booked Kiev Awesome, I got like, it, it, work just started happening for me. Yeah. I got... I was on a couple episodes of Louie, which was really cool. Oh, I, okay. I was in a, f a few movies that... Did Louie ever try to... Okay, no, no. Louie okay. was great. Louie was amazing. Yeah. He was such a good director. Like yeah, he was, He was just amazing to work with. It was such a great opportunity to work with Louie. And, you know, you learn a lot working with such funny people. And that's yeah. something that I really value and cherish as an actor. And 
yeah it's just it just came to the point where i realized that Key of Awesome was amazing. They were working with all these brands and then they were getting bought by Google. And my boss from Key of Awesome kept saying, Lauren, this Lady Gaga thing, like he's like, you need to make your own channel. And he was trying to like advise me. And now he's yeah. just, he's one of the heads of YouTube Red or oh, YouTube okay. comedy or something now, my old boss. So they, they actually were getting bought out by Google, the company I was working for. And um, all the people that were my directors, my bosses were becoming Google employees. And they were just like, Lauren, you need to start your own channel. And I was waiting because I've always acted and I've always just being an actor. I wanted to learn all parts of the business. So I yeah. started producing and I would work as a production coordinator on the side of acting because, you know, you need to make money. Yeah, and of course, of course. Yeah. And I learned I learned a lot about production. What was your first thing that you produced? Well, the first thing I produced was a web series. Um, I did pr production coordinating for this guy named Al Thompson. It was called uh Lennox Avenue uh -huh. and it was very very interesting because uh there was nudity in it and it actually got it got bought by BET I don't know if they ever aired it but I had to just negotiate all these women doing tasteful topless nudity and what was your pitch <laughs> how would you say to them listen well there's lots of celebrities I would say there's you know which is true there's celebrities and the scene calls for it and yeah. just you know explaining all those all those details that male producers don't want to talk about to sure, female sure. actresses so yeah. that was a a big learning experience for me not just dealing with actors but also knowing like okay this is it takes a lot to produce stuff and sure. you have to have a team and it has to look really really great and then I produced a short that went to Cannes which was really oh, cool wow. and I went to Cannes and just was It was like, in competition at Cannes? Yeah, it was really crazy. Um, what was the short? It was called uh Una Calle Sin Salida is a road with no ending. And What language did you speak? I think it was Spanish. Don't okay. Yeah, just don't make fun of my <laughs> accent. It's not very good and that was fun. It was a great experience. I realized that being in France alone as a, as a woman is 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 very very hard, um, especially to network because a lot of the people I was trying to network with were like, oh, so you won't sleep with me? Well, then you don't go to the parties. And I'm like, really? Wow, they would say that they to your face. They would say that to my face, like, because I was trying to like just make friends with people and go to different events and just it was it was a lot of learning. Well, apparently, as a young can was the worst. <laughs> uh, it, it, it was a. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Like a praying ground. It was yes. a, it was a really predatory place. Obviously, Harvey Weinstein was there. Yeah. But I don't know if you just saw uh, what's her face, Asia Argento. Just she spoke <laughs> at Cannes a, like a year ago, and she said, uh, "This Harvey Weinstein raped me here, and there are a lot of predators in the audience right now, and you're going down too." Yeah. And then we know what happened after yes. that. You know, yeah. so I don't want to get too deep. Uh, well, also her her boyfriend awesome awful died awful. in mysterious circumstances. So horrible. So, so horrible. So it definitely was, and then more stories started coming out about how Can was the worst because you combine the weird sort of rarefied air of a film festival, which yeah. Sundance is going on right now, where people are drunk and it's high elevation, like woo, and they <laughs> kind of want to, and they're away from their normal life and they get a little nutty, uh, and then you add like French people to it. And the sort of sexual mores of of international people, which yeah. let's be honest, it's even a little bit li it's more worse. like oh, it's just yeah. sex. We're just fucking. We are yeah. fucking for wealth. That's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. So people. So this happened more than one guy would say, "Hey, I'll work with you if you sleep with me." Yes, all the time. It happens 
all the time. Still the happens time. all the time. It still happens all the time. And actually, I made a web series about it where I wanted, I was going to cast you in it. I think I was emailing you about it, but you were booked on something or you were in LA. I was trying to get you for it to play a sexual predator. Thanks. One of the guys, because I wrote it based on a uh, story of my life. And I was like, oh, Bill Dawes would be perfect <laughs> be for perfect this. perfect for a creepy <laughs> sexual predator going to seed who hits on young girls. Huh, nice. So, um, who did you get eventually? <laughs> I got, uh, I got a really great actor for the for the role. He was really, really awesome in it. He he did a great he did a great job. You I mean, he was no out. Bill. It's fine. He it's was fine. no he was no Bill though. Okay, okay, okay. He was no Bill, but he was great. He was he was really funny. And the video actually has a, a million and a half views now, so I'm happy oh, about wow. that. Yeah. So it was a web series. You it said it was a web series that got into YouTube's Women in Comedy program. Okay. So we kind of got off topic of where I was talking about before, but uh, I pitched a web series to YouTube that about women in the tech world uh-huh. and basically what it's like to be a woman in tech because it's kind of similar with social media it's like you go to all these events you go to your CESs and you go to your nabs and you're the only you're like one of the only women there really yeah besides the women who are like promo- promotional models yeah so it's just it puts you there's all these weird situations that kind of come to play because you know it's just like guys are like oh woman you know yeah yeah it's it was it was interesting so within the series i put a lot of my own personal experiences that happened in my real life and it did really well um it was really cool elizabeth banks was my mentor through through it and i got to produce eight episodes of a high high produced web series that i'm pitching now so that's cool so this web series exists right now on youtube yeah it's on youtube but you and now you want to turn it into uh a pilot Uh, not not pilot i we packaged it as a pilot but i want to you know, sell it and get a show. Yeah. Do, do more of it. But it's just, it's just, it's expensive to make content. And that was one oh of the God. things that stopped me when I was waiting to do my own channel. When my bosses were telling me, you got to make your own YouTube channel, you got to start doing it. Was it just, it's hard to, you know, I'm just a girl. Like, how am I going to get a camera person and a editors and shooters and producers and people to help me make these videos and actors? Yeah. You know, yeah. So I find I waited because I wanted it to be perfect. I wanted to have that team around me and then i finally was like okay i can't be waiting to get acting jobs all the time i just need to this is where entertainment is going yeah so i just started making my own content yeah so one thing that you when i I said oh you're a social media you're like i'm an actress what's interesting me is like i (laughs) so like i always think i'm an actor and i'm a comic but uh I always think I wish I was a producer or a director. I don't think I have the brains for it or I don't think I have the organizational skill for it. Um, but I also think it's sort of a higher calling and much more impressive. So I'm surprised like that's not how you identify yourself as a producer because <laughs> that to me is like as like it's like girl boss. It's it's impressive. You know what I mean? But you but at the end of the day, you're like, I'm an actress. Well, it's, you know, a lot of times when you pitch yourself and you say, I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this, and I juggle and I do play the, do the hula hoop, you know, you seem like a circus clown. Yeah. So I just, I, I, I say what I am is what I really feel that I connect to inside is, is is my actor. Um, I'm very good at producing. I think it's just because I'm very good at talking to people and connecting people and, and getting people to do things for me that they normally wouldn't do, which is the job of a producer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I wanted to go back to the, the sort of the can thing and the, um, the sexual sort of harassment thing. It must've changed since the me too thing started or has it changed or people do people, I I always thought like when this (laughs) stuff came out with Harvey Weinstein, I know it's getting very deep, but. It, it, it was kind of, oh God, okay, I'll put it this way. I'll tell, <laughs> I'll tell a quick story real quick. So when I was a young kid at a acting school, there was a big agent who I would see around. 
I don't want to say his name. Yeah. He's still a big guy, big producer, big agent. Um, and he's like, hey, man, you should give me a call. Like, I like your stuff. You give me a call. And I would never do it because I was like, didn't have enough self-esteem or whatever. Um, but then actors, friends of mine who were pretty well known would say, hey, you know, blah, 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 wants you to call him. Like randomly at events or yeah. parties. Blah, 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 wants you to call him. And you so eventually I was him. like, and I still didn't. And then I saw him uh, at a at a show. Uh, a Broadway show and he said hey call me on Monday so I called him on Monday I was rollerblading in Central Park <laughs> unemployedactorlife.net and uh, I'm like hey man what's going on blah, blah, blah. he's like hey Bill what's up I say it's Bill Dawes he goes hey hey what's going on I was like uh, nothing man just uh, just hanging out in the park right now just uh, you know cool yeah so uh, what's going on I don't know. You called me. Oh, well, you, you'd asked me to call you. Yeah, but you're the one who called. So why did you call me? And he got this tone in his voice, like this sort of sort of voce, like, so why did you call, Bill? What do you mean? Well, I mean, you called me for a reason. What, what was the reason you called? And I was like, like this, I, I, I don't know what's going on. So I <laughs> go, uh, to, um, I, I, to work, to, I, I guess to work together, right? Is Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course, of course. But, you know, you got to be clear when you call people. You can't just call them. I'm just trying to teach you a lesson about the industry, what to do. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry it wasn't clear. Yeah, you got to, you know, listen, man, you got to. And um, he goes, I'll, I'll set you up with my assistant, and we'll have an appointment come in. So I go in the assistant. He goes, okay, he wants to ha we'll have a meeting next Tuesday, blah, blah, blah. I knew I was never going to have that meeting. I knew that meeting was going to. Because needless to say, Monday, I got a phone call. Oh, he's got to reschedule. Mm. He's got something come up. And I just said to the guy, go, look, is he really going to reschedule? Like, yeah. what's going on? No, 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 he will. You'll hear from a student. Never heard again. I saw this guy years later. He's actually married to a male friend of mine. Um, and he's very successful. And when the stuff with Harvey Weinstein happened, I said, wow, you can sort of hashtag me too and you can sexually harass people in much more covert ways. And it just struck me that you're not gonna change guys from being creeps and assholes, but now they're gonna like they're gonna Trojan horse it in a lot of different ways. Like by, hey, let's collab or whatever. <laughs> so I guess the question for you is like, have you noticed a shift in that or do you agree with that assessment of what's going on? Or you feel like people are still just like, Hey, you're hot. Let's do this. I it's it's very interesting. I feel like the Me Too movement have has made guys a lot more aware. Yeah. Aware of it, but I still get it. And I still I still get guys asking me to collab and then realizing nothing's gonna happen and then they just like ghost you, which sucks. Yes. Like it really sucks because you spend time and energy into meeting with people and just you know, and you're like, Oh, you didn't want to work together, you just thought I was hot. Yeah. So that's just it's just it's it's you know it's frustrating but it's part of it i met with this manager once and he was like the dream manager and i was just like i barry cats i no, no I, won't, sorry, I, I won't tell you i won't say his i won't say his name um and i met with him and we were talking together and and the whole time he was just like this and i was just like okay is, i was like is everything okay where were you meeting him at, at a coffee office? shop at a coffee shop okay and he was just like no i just i can't stop staring at your cleavage 
And after, like, I, I knew at that point that the meeting was over. Yeah. But I just, after that, I was like, okay, wow. Like, even a, a high-ranking manager who started a lot so of stars. He's a, he a, he a big manager. Big manager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a big manager. And I just thought, wow, this guy is just inappropriate. And just, you know, how do you say that to, to somebody? So, so, you know, you learn. Yeah, you and learn. of course, you, 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 you don't feel like you have the wherewithal or the standing to say, hey, that's fucked up that you said that. This is a yeah. professional meeting. Yeah. <laughs> so you just kind of laugh it off. You or? laugh it off because at the same time, you don't want this person to like talk of course. stuff about you and say, oh, she's hard to work with or she's nasty. So yeah. it's just you don't want to call people out about it. So you just laugh it off. And I just I put it in my, my YouTube videos and just, yeah. That's actually, that's, well, yeah, you got to take the just, awful shit yeah, and, and make it funny. And just make it funny and laugh about the self oh, was that Was that a recent, recent thing that happened? Or was that uh, sort No, of it happened a few, a few years ago. A few years, a few years ago. ago. It's in my last web series called Why I Hate My Life. If you <laughs> guys want to check it out, that's basically. How many web series have you done at this I've, point? I've done a lot. I've done a lot of different things. I don't really things. know what a web series <laughs> is because it's kind of like you just make a bunch of videos and you put them on your channel that are kind of evergreen, but but situational, so people can just watch them out of order, or yeah. they can you know see like if they want to connect with a character that I create in that world. Yeah. Um. And yeah, that actually came from I had wrote something with Rex Pickett, who wrote Sideways, and it was based on my life. And uh-huh. we were gonna shoot the the pilot together, but it was very expensive. So I pitched it at Just for Laughs, which was really cool. I was in the pitch competition there. That was a few years ago. Oh wow! Which was really awesome, and also just another experience where I was just you know at a film festival by myself <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. running around trying to make stuff in happen. Montreal, which you still have the French people there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was fun. It was. Yeah. Lo- I love Just for Laughs. It was so much fun to be there. It yeah, was really awesome. Has it become uh, now? I don't know it, what your are. You, you're not married, are you? No. Single. Single. Day, single, single day. Yeah. So is it hard to have a relationship f- being in your, because you're kind of, I guess you're kind of a sex symbol. Can I say yeah, that? I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, it's, it's very hard. It's very, very hard. I've dated a. Uh, guys get jealous. Guys get really jealous and uh, they, 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 they see you and they're like, oh wow, she's hot. But then they start dating you and they're like, oh my God, wait, look at those pictures of you up in a bikini or you're in that that sketch and bill Dawes's sketch in your bikini <laughs> you know my mother can see that and i'm just like well you you knew this before i was you I know cast yeah. as a sexy girl like i'm an actress but then they when they start to live it they start getting jealous yeah. or or they start getting death threats from my fans and that's when they really get scared so that happened that happens so you're in a relationship with a guy it's happened a few times and yeah. you got death threats they, they got, got death threats, death threats. Well, now are these death threats from like 12 year olds in Idaho who are like stay away from her I'll kill you maybe like 28 year olds in Idaho or yeah. you know who actually have guns who actually yeah, yeah or you know or married like this one guy he was like married and so he started sending uh, my boyfriend at the time death threats, and then his via wife email? via email via Facebook via Facebook. Yeah, because you know I used to post pictures uh, of my significant other online, and then the guy's wife started writing me on Twitter, <sighs> uh, basically saying I was destroying their marriage and they have a kid and all this stuff. Oh She's sending me pictures God. of their kid, and I'm like. And I didn't know, I didn't respond, but it's just like, what do you do? Yeah, what can you yeah, do? Yeah, it's just like, I never met this person. I tell them not to watch my videos. Like, I, you know, I'm sorry if you get, you're upset that your, you know, husband is watching too much of my funny videos. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. I feel like 
if if there's somebody on TV and people are are watching them, there's no kind of feeling of like you know it's it's less likely that the wife is going to write like because Sandra TV Bullock. is a little bit more separate. Exactly. The, the internet, you feel like you're in the pool, you're and in the morass with them. They can contact you, and they that they're contact. your friend. And yes. And I, you know, I I talk to a lot of my viewers. I talk to a lot of my fans on a daily basis. But there has to be like a line, a line. now because of all the the weird stuff that has happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's what is the weird? Now I I don't know if you listen to this podcast. Probably <laughs> not. But I had Trisha Paytas on. I'm That's sure you, amazing. You know Trisha, I love right? Trisha, she's awesome. I, we did a sketch together. You did? Yeah. She's great. Yeah. It was it was something about uh like cock something. I don't I forget. Makes the, sense. Yeah. Like it was it was with it was a birthday party thing and she was running around with a fake like a like a like a party favor yeah yeah and one of the things and i want because she does a lot of the live streaming stuff yes now i don't know if you're really involved with that i used to i i do it i do it now a little bit uh that i i stopped for a while yeah because she would <laughs> she was had this big smile she's like oh yeah i've had people break into my place while i'm there yeah and i said how many times she said 11 times people came to her place and literally broke in yeah so you said you had guys show up at your door with flowers and pizza what, what's the craziest thing that's happened um well the the guy with the wedding ring that came what's um, that 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 happened um this guy he had a, a wedding ring and was knocking on my door um i had to call the cops how do you find your ad- how do people find people's I don't addresses no but it's caused me to move several times now which sucks oh. um I got doxxed this summer, and that was like the, the okay. So doxing is just—I feel like I've only heard about it very recently because I'm old and nerdy. But like the kid in uh, the MAGA hat wearing kid in DC, he got so doxed means that they take all your personal info and info, put it like phone number, yeah. address, and your whole parents, info yeah. as well. Yeah, and they just yeah. Put it on Twitter or, or put make a website for it. And make put a it, website. There's like a website. There's like some website where people put people's personal information on there. Um, some no. guy put my information on a live stream, put my whole family's information on a live stream um, and then threatened to kill them. Threatened to kill uh, like one of my friends. Um, threatened then started sending pizzas to my house. Like unpaid for pizzas. Not it wasn't like oh here's some pizza. <laughs> it was like oh like now I can't order from Domino's, Pizza Hut, or Papa John's because like I've I've like turned their de- delivery guys down so many times. It, it sounds like a very mild version of swatting because yeah. swatting was another thing. And they and threatened to swat me, but thank God, I mean, knock on wood. Yes, and ag- and again, swatting is where which is also weird because I, I don't know how that works. You can call up and say hey. There's some domestic violence happening in this apartment, or there's some meth, or w- say some crazy shit, some fake crime. Yeah. You have to go there with a SWAT team, and a SWAT team will show up. It seems like it should be a little bit more vetted than that. How does it happen? Is it still happening? Yeah, I mean, it happened to one of my friends a few months ago. Really? Yeah, she lives really close to me. I won't say her name, but um, it's just it really sad. Like she. So was what was what were the circumstances? She was there with another YouTuber. Um, uh-huh. They were just shooting videos, and then the SWAT team came in and like they i think it was a dem- they said like the whoever complained said it was domestic violence and they put like they dragged them out put them both in cuffs like on the ground like 30 officers screaming wow. in front of their apartment it's, it's yeah. scary it's it is really scary. a scary thing and she never talked about it because we talked about it after i went through my thing because at, at first i just stopped posting online because mm-hmm. i was freaked out it was like it is not worth it yeah like it is just not worth it to deal with with this and she just she didn't know what to do yeah. And that's it's it's just like this helpless feeling where you don't want to give the person that kind of attention yeah. because then they're just going to keep doing it. But it's just it's just like, 
yeah. Here's a great series. <laughs> Ready? Here's a series. Yeah. You, we sh- I want to get. I want co-creator Craig to do this. You could do like a version of Catfish, but with that. So basically, when these people do this, then you have a producer contact them, like, oh, like, hey, man, you're, you know, and they befriend this because they're obviously a lonely, miserable fuck <laughs> who gets no attention. And you have some producer, they say they're from MTV, right? contact this person and talk about, oh, yeah, we like how, and then then they f- get that person and they bring them to you or whatever and say, this is the person that you dox. Because I have a feeling that a lot of people, and I, maybe this is because of my years of stand-up, first of all, most of death threats, as you know, are, are just, they don't mean anything. There's uh, maybe one out of 20, there might actually be some intention behind it, but in general, I think it's a lot of, just short, fat ginger kids living in their mom's basement who are like, I want to create some sort of stir. <sighs> Do you disagree with that? I, you know, I, 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 I agree with you to some point, but then I, I also have friends who have had, that are YouTubers that who have had a gunman show up at their house and the cops actually, they hid in their closet because she was <gasps> getting, yeah, because I guess her boyfriend was also a YouTuber. And they had to hide in their closet. They called the cops and then the cops came out and the, gu- the gunman was in their driveway. The cops shot him. So, Whoa. yeah, this happened like maybe six months ago or a year ago. But you hear stories like that and yeah. you know the people and yeah. you're like, shit, this could happen. Yeah. So it's just it's a scary thing. Does it only happen to women? I'm obviously speaking so, from a selfish yeah, point well, of view. As as a woman, I only really know the situations with other women. But there is um, a live streamer who it has happened to. Ice Poseidon. Yeah, yeah. It ha- I, ha- I keep, his name comes up a lot. Yeah, and I text him when it happened because I was just like, "How do I handle this?" And he was just like, "Shit." He's like, "Just call the cops," you know. And I I called the cops, and they were just like, you know, they came over, they filled out a report because he also sent me like weird pictures on Facebook of like dead babies and guys and people oh. with their face shot up. Like, he commented it on, like, a film festival picture of me. So, like, the whole cast and crew saw these, like, gruesome pictures. So, you know, I screenshotted it, deleted it, and then, you know, I called the cops. And they came, like, a day later because I had to call them multiple times to show up. And they basically told me, well, let us know if something else happens. Yeah, exactly. So, it's just like, great, thanks. Thanks for helping me, guys. Yeah, well, that's the way it is. Is now, like, with texts, the same thing. If you get threatening texts, like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Mm -hmm. And you go, look, officer. They're like, If they show up with a gun, let us know because yeah. they can't really do anything. I don't really know what the logic is behind that. Apparently, they don't. Uh, oh, we just got cookies from Mia Mars at Mia Mars. Okay. Great. Thank you. There's always there's always some uh, some, but yeah, I got to give Mia her plug. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that I don't know why that fascinates me so much because it, it it I just. I don't like to think that there are that many crazy people in the world. I think that there are a lot of people who just, they think it's, like, I'll, I'll give you an example. I, I was on stage uh, one time, just fucking around, and I said, I don't know what I should talk about. And some kid goes, why don't you fucking say something funny? And I was like, ooh. <laughs> and I was like, I want to, but all I have is what's in my head that you don't think is funny, apparently, and that's what I got, so I apologize. And they kind of laughed, and I did the set. And after the show, he was waiting for me. He was like, hey, dude, you were great. And I was like, wait, what? Why did you heckle me? He goes, I don't know. Yeah. You know, just yeah. like, eh, it's just kind of. So I feel like there's got to be a lot of people out there who are just kind of um, 
being goofy or they think it's funny. They know it's a thing. Yeah. Like with Ice Poseidon, for example, he live streams like his whole life. So they know that when live Ice Poseidon's out, if they call this restaurant, yeah. that they can get them kicked out and yeah. they think it's funny. Yeah. But it's hard to know. I, I, what do you think the motivation of these people are? Like Attention. It's attention. They want your attention. And, and when when you react a certain way like right now we've just given him our attention yeah so <laughs> yeah i just i hate to i hate like even talking about it because i'm just like all they want is attention yeah you know so you so feel like if you give them attention will they back off or it is that it still be slow because you give depends. attention they're like now we're best friends yeah it depends it depends you know because i was getting i was getting a lot of people emailing me and messaging during the time it happened and my only thought was this is one of the people who could have been the person who did it. Yeah. And me responding to them is going to make them feel like, oh, now they're validated. Yeah. So it's just this weird circle of validation. It's like a circle jerk of people yeah. just wanting to be validated or to be a part, of, a part of your life in a weird way. And that's the Internet. And it's just it's it's frustrating. And that's one of the things that is really frustrating about what I do. And, you yeah. know. Well, one of the things we talked about earlier is that you have your demographic, if that's the <laughs> word I can use. You have a lot of guys yes. who are obviously like, this girl, and they just, and, and, and some of them are probably creepy, and some of them are just guys who like watching a cute girl do funny stuff. And then you have a bunch of young girls. Yes. Right? Yes. So you have a, that's basically your main audience, My, right? Yeah, it's like eight to 15 year old little girls who little girls. look up to me, want to be actresses, want to look like me, dress like me, and just like write me letters like, oh my God, you're so pretty. I want to look like you. You know, yeah, like, yeah. and it's really cute. Really cute. Yeah. Really super cute. Are eight year olds allowed to contact people on the internet? Well, there is uh, an app called TikTok and I think they need their parents permission, but yeah. there are a lot of younger kids on TikTok. Yeah. So I started doing, it was called Music League when I started on it. And oh, that's right. I remember yeah, I was, I, I got a lot of these young girls on that app and, you know, we make slime together and we talk about like periods and stuff. It's, yeah. uh, it's a, it's a, I like having young girls look up to me. Yeah. That's really cool. Cause yeah. then you can sort of like guide them into, exactly. into this crazy world. And then, so how do you reconcile that with the fan base of guys who are adult who just want you to do funny, sex of, sexy, provocative stuff? It's so, it's so, so hard because, you know, I want to be a, a good influence on girls. And that's one of the things why I make content is because when I was a kid, I didn't really have, like, my parents were working all the time and I wasn't very popular. I didn't have a lot of friends, so I didn't have, like... You were a single only child? I have an older sister. Oh. She's, like, you know, seven years older than me. So yeah. it was like I didn't have that person to like connect with on a daily basis you know i was at ballet school and then i was at home with my grandmother yeah so i would always you know watch people on tv shows and that was like my outlet so yeah. now i feel like i can do that for little girls which is which is great but it's also hard when i have like these perverted followers that are just and you gotta make them comments. happy too yeah. oh and they also make the comments yeah, the comments, comments are available yeah. do you have someone sort of Mediating that and moderating yes. it and deleting those comments. Yes. Like delete, delete, delete. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. And I try to make fun of it and I try to like, you know, just because if it's happening during a live stream, yeah. you know, I have to, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll put it, I'll put a little girl on and be like, see guys, like this is who you're talking to right now. Yeah. You know, because a lot of times my guests will call in. Yeah. So you get to talk to people live. So you'll get all So guests of call in live during a live stream yes or? yeah yes it's a cool feature you should try it is it on youtube it's on I'm instagram instagram live instagram live i think i tried to do it i was like the old guy like using my index finger as opposed <laughs> to my thumbs i'm like oh i'm old i'm using my index finger um 
no, I think I Instagram. I I did. I I just started recently doing it. Okay, we should and do it after this. Yeah, we see who comes on. Oh, I'll give you. Uh, so I was with Kate Quigley in Arizona one time. She was uh, back when she used to feature, not headline too fancy. She wanted me to do my fucking podcast. But Kate Quigley um, is the days of Periscope. Uh huh. And again, as only situations, she's Periscoping, and we're at a bar in yeah. Scottsdale, Arizona. Not to brag, and um. She's like, hey, I'm here with, and I think she was with Jen Sturger too, and they both have big social media presences. And like, hey, say hi to Bill. I'm like, hey, guy, you know, I'm yeah. like, uh, like these, they don't look at me. And sure enough, this one guy's like, that guy's fucking ugly, <laughs> or you know, he look at that, look at his stupid face or ugly face, or like he looks gay or just something. It was just going yeah. on and on. And I'm getting riled. I'm going yeah. like, well, well, I'm like, hey, yeah. I was like, yeah. You think I go come to the show and like say it to my face? Oh I, no. I was I was getting like I was so. <laughs> this is years ago when I didn't realize how stupid. So after the show, um, show goes well. I'm I'm selling merch after the show, and this guy goes, hey man, you were great. It's so awesome, so good to see you. Da, 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 da. I was like, oh cool, thanks, thanks man. I, yeah. He goes, I I, met, I met, talked to you last night. I go, who? For, on Kate's Periscope. <laughs> I'm like. Oh. Again, I was like, "Why the fuck were you?" He goes, and it was, again, it was sort of like, yeah. "Hey, you know, I'm just busting your balls." It's like you exactly. don't know me, so busting my balls when you don't know me is not busting my balls. It's you're being an asshole. So, do you, how do you deal with people who come at you kind of with anger or just vile shit? It must affect you. I asked Trish about this. She goes, "I don't care." I'm like, "Bitch, you care. <laughs> I know you care. You can't not care." Yeah, I mean, sometimes it gets to me, but like honestly, most of the time, I'm just like, I, I've, I've, you've seen it. I've like, and sure, Trisha is kind of similar to me. She's been on YouTube forever. Yeah, it's like we're used to it. When I first started my channel. And mind you, I had been doing YouTube videos for like three years before that. I was just acting in viral videos. Yeah. Two pages of comments were just about how I should get a nose job. <laughs> like, and I'm just like, wow, really? <laughs> like, really? Like, you you guys all say you love me, but you want me yeah. to get, pla like, just like people. And it's just, I realize they just want attention and yeah. they want, it's kind of like the stalker situation. They just want to get to you. Yeah. They want that, like, they want you to respond. They want you to say something mean. They want to get your attention. So they'll say something nastier that they think is going to hurt your feelings to get that attention. Yeah. Or even, you know, I made a video a few weeks ago. It was like my DMs in real life. And I thought it was really funny, but apparently it offended a lot of the guys. Why? You know, because they're just like, oh, because I put like sexual harassment in DMs. Yeah. And they were like, oh, like that's not harassment you know they were all like kind of accusing me of being like a me too movement like, yeah, yeah, yeah. person i'm like no i'm not i'm just making fun of the fact like and i'm showing people like this is what i have to look at every day yeah it's just very frustrating yeah you, like don't talk to women like this there are ways to talk to women to get to talk to them the right way and that's yeah. what i try to explain to them when i do like react to my comments i'm just like all right guys telling me to send me you pictures of my feet isn't gonna make me want to like get married you know yeah. it's just yeah or even just like a lot of guys will send me marriage proposals like online it's just like i've never met you yeah. like that's creepy yeah. you know you just have to i just yeah you gotta be honest and do you still i think who who someone's talking about in the last podcast uh, about dick pics oh god i think yeah, yeah i think someone like crystal marie or Lori douglas oh, are like I'm oh my 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 inbox is just it's just 80% dick pics from guys. And I was like, wow, people still do that? I didn't realize that was still a thing. But is that something that you kind of like, you get the blurred image now on, on Instagram and you're <laughs> like, I know what this is. Well, I have a funny story. So I started this intern last year and he was great. He was like the perfect intern. He was like so excited to be interning for me. And after the first day, 
He goes, Lauren, <laughs> I was raised Catholic. I have never seen so many dicks of different colors. <laughs> I can't do this. I'm sorry. And I'm just like, what do you mean you're going to quit? Because I had him go through my Facebook messages because a lot of times I'll get job offers. Wait, you get you can get dick pics on Facebook too? Everywhere. They're everywhere you <laughs> imagine. And you just wonder why. Like, why? I get I get pictures. I get videos. I'm like, why? Why? Now, is but oh, Crystal Marie was talking about the fact that that's it's now illegal to do that, right? It's oh. an actual crime. Wow. In L.A., you might want to look at this. So you can get people arrested. I wouldn't want to get anyone arrested. Why not? Because I'd feel guilty about it. I'm not like I'm not. You know, I don't. It's fine. It's but they're going to do it to you. They're going to do it to other women, and you I, know, I mean, I there's just something. Ignore it. You just I ignore seriously it. just ignore it. I just that other inbox. It's and it sucks because a lot of times I will get people like you know offering me brand deals, which is you know how I pay people, um, and I just kind of miss a lot because there's just if we go through, you want to read some of my DMs, you can right now. Oh, uh, I don't want to look at. <laughs> you don't want to look at any pictures no i, w- I want to feel that i'm doing all right down there i don't want to be embarrassed be like whoa i guess i'm small anyway um so y- and you meant back to the brand thing you said that you you've lost brands because of the sexual or- nature of some of your pictures and stuff like that or um well just like just if i'm in a bikini or something yeah uh, a brand will look at me and be like oh well she's not right for this thing if it's a family friendly oh so have you so lost be- brand like that you you had and then they they deserted you after something happened um well i acted in this comedy video for a friend and it was like one of those things where one of my friends who has millions upon millions of followers was like oh i'm going to these guys houses who are really really big youtube stars yeah and you know probably 10 million subscribers on each channel we're gonna shoot a sketch with my friend so normally and this is you know i'll just go and i'll act in videos and cool like i love collaborating with people yeah well i get there and it's like the sketch is how porno start and yeah well, that's, so, a, that's a interesting idea for a sketch, though. It was an though. interesting idea for a sketch, except all the other females there were real porn stars. <laughs> yeah. And so at first I didn't think anything of it, and but when the sketch came out, just I didn't really love how it came out, and I was up for a really big brand deal, and they, oh. s- it, they saw the sketch, and I had to like try to fight with them to get the sketch down. So it's just like one of those things that yeah. like it just sucked, and the guy who like directed it was a real jerk about it. Like it he just, wouldn't he wouldn't take it down or no yeah he was like oh it's artistic and it wasn't funny like it just you know when things come out and you yes, just like of course and you hope like you think wow they have all these subscribers it's gonna be funny and like people like creatively like sometimes just you know yeah it's hard do you feel that now as an actress as a serious actress like you said do you feel that the world and the sort of corporation and brand that you're creating creating can kind of interfere like I'll, I'll be honest with you I was just up for a, a part on. On bull, whatever. It's like, you know, it'd be, it would have been great. And I was pinned and I was waiting. Ugh. And I remember I just started looking at my my Twitter <laughs> feed. And, Did and you go I, through and delete the tweets? Uh, the I deleted ones? a couple of them. But it, it, nothing like, look, I don't, I wouldn't say anything on Twitter that I wouldn't say on stage. Yeah. But the weird thing is, usually what you say on stage is given some sort of um, weird shield of protection where you, unless you're Louis C.K. and you're trying to come back. But usually what you say on stage, you can say, I've said things on stage that are awful, uh-huh. but it was just on stage. It didn't happen. You don't think about it. And I've tweeted some things that are not bad, but they're a little bit, um, I guess they can be regarded as sexist or racist or homophobic. Um, but they're, but you know, I'm just saying they can be, re- look, it's all yeah. about perception, yeah, right? Yeah, of course, of so, course, of um, course. And at the end of the day, like if you're not doing something ist in your comedy act, you're probably not getting a lot of laughs. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's some, there's some 
element in comedy that is about separation of people because if everything was the same and everyone was the same, what are you going to be commenting on? You know, yeah. just Whole Foods parking lots the whole time. <laughs> so it, it, um, I have definitely gone back and said, Ugh. I'm like, I'm going to wait until I get a really big job. I'm probably just going to disable my whole uh, Twitter account. But have you, uh, have you had moments where you've 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 had to delete things or things where you've kind of like, I gotta change. M- you know, this. I'm very. I've just been doing this for so long, and I think because of um, just because of the fact that I kind of grew up in a family that was always like acting and doing stuff. Like I don't know, and maybe I just I did a little stand up, but. I'm yeah, just, tell me about I'm your like, stand up because this is ultimately a stand up podcast. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm super. I'm just. I've always been super aware of like people and how people react. I'm a very, I'm a very emotional person. So yeah. when I even talk to people, I'm aware of their emotions, and I just, I don't like, you know, I don't say things that are are are. I feel like ever bad Hurtful. that I'd have to hurt somebody yeah. or you know want to delete. I just, I'm very careful about what I do. Uh, in in general, but you so know, what did you do for your stand up? Like, what was your? Well, I had the lemonade stand, which I, I remember. Had you but on. I remember when I did lemonade stand, you went up there and you were always looking cute, and you're like, "Hey guys!" And then you'd bring up the next comic. I'm like, "Wait, I don't think I ever saw you do jokes up there." <laughs> you would maybe talk with Sam Haft a little bit. I did some sketches. Uh, in yes. between, yes. in between the stand ups. Um, and I did stand up. I went to, uh, do you ever Cabo comedy festival? I did some stand up there. It was really cool. I did a lot yeah. of hosting there, which was interesting. And you learn a lot from, yeah. from, from just working with, with different people yeah. all the, all the time. And it's just like, I don't think I could do stand up like you. It's very, uh, I've had a lot of people offer to write for me, which is yeah. great. Um, and I've, the, the first time I did stand up, who did I do it with? I was dating a comic at the time. What comic can I, you say? I don't want to say his name. I don't want to give him a shout out. Um, what his, what does his name rhyme with? No, I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. Um, what his, one of his good friends is, what's his face? Uh, is he's a stand up uh, who has like a Southern accent. John Reap? No. That's all I got. Neil. Uh, forget his name. He's really awesome, though. Not Neil Brennan, because Neil no, Brennan is not from no, the not South. No, Neil, not Neil Brennan. He's probably very far from Neil Brennan. He has a kid. Uh-huh. Uh, he was in New York, and then he moved to L.A., and then he moved uh, back to New York, maybe? He was doing a pilot for Jimmy Fallon. I forget his name. I'm um, sure. Sh- big, st- big, uh, yeah. yeah okay. Amazing stand-up. Really, really great person. Um, and he actually took me for my first open mic. And okay. it was great. And we worked on doing just storytelling and just kind of... Um, telling jokes within storytelling which yeah is which is great really fun um so that was my first kind of intro how to it go stand up it went good it went really good it was awesome and this is that where was this again it was um in the village i think i forget the name of the club that okay, i did yeah, the open yeah. mic in but then i started my show at the stand after that um and i i was managed by the the italia brothers yeah, yeah. yeah so it's, it was interesting because they had all stand-ups and i was just like well i you know, I still want to get acting jobs. Yeah, you know, yeah. and they, you know, they submitted me for some cool projects that I got auditions for. A lot of MTV kind mm-hmm, of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just felt like I just felt like I was like I need I want to be acting on a TV show, like you know, yeah. which is kind of my goal. And I did a lot of improv too. So yeah. I had like um, an improv group in New York that we used to perform with. I went to through all the UCB classes, which oh, was wow. another interesting world. It's another interesting world to be in. Oh, you, you were were you at UCB where that whole thing went down with that guy who UCB wrote a letter oh, saying no, that was before my time there, but Oh god, okay. But that's a whole other thing. Yeah, it's so much me too stories that we were talking about tonight. I know. Well, I mean, I guess <laughs> it's just you, you bring it out cuz uh, you know, I I know that, that it's 
like I it's, can tell. It's well, it's just <laughs> I, I mean that in a, in a good way in the sense that like you have you're a very public figure. Uh, you're young. You're you're attractive. Uh, men suck, and so I know that it's a lot of it, it's just a lot of. St- all the stories I hear from people who have a much less public figure are bad. Uh-huh. So I'm like, okay, now there's Lauren who not only is a public figure, but attractive, but also promotes herself as a, as a sexual person, which you should have every right to do, but obviously it's going to create a lot of creepy people to come out from under the rocks. It's interesting. It's interesting. And my agents too, like I've started dressing down more and like doing content that isn't the sexy girl because I feel like yeah. it's kind of typecast me like the lost Three movies I did, I play the annoying ex-girlfriend or the annoying girl that you break up with and then find the girl of your dreams. Like, that's the role that I've been getting. (laughs) And I'm just like, and so the agent was just like, so Lauren, you know, I can't like, when I, when I see, look at your reel, I just see that annoying girl that I wish I didn't have sex with. I'm like, great. Wow. Thanks. So, you know, I've just been rebranding. So you have been consciously rebranding. Yes. I've been consciously rebranding because I do a lot more than that. I, yeah. you know, the, what I got famous for was when I was acting, you know, as a, as a pretty girl and it's hard because. Yeah. What was the thing that you felt like, okay, I got f- that w- it was key of Austin after key of Austin. What was the thing that you felt like popped you up at the next level where all of a sudden you felt, I'm sure you get recognized a lot now. Oh yeah. Uh, what was the next step after key of Austin that sort of got you to that space? next thing that i did after there's so many different things i mean the bo Bur- I, I did a bo burnham music video that was really cool okay, that was yeah. awesome um, by the way eighth grade did you see eighth grade yes the yes, best movie of yeah. the year how the fuck yeah. did that not get nominated for an oscar oh my god it was amazing it was amazing it was so cool because i was at the critics choice award uh-huh. awards and I, I got to see him and yeah. get, get her she got an award so yeah. it was really really great i was really happy it was just like wow bo is doing it he's just you know he's and he's amazing. an amazing director i'm sure he's i mean you so can tell good. from that he's that movie so it's so, so incredible. Good. Yeah. And so you worked with him. Are you still working with him in other stuff? Or no, still? I haven't worked with him in years. But I mean, that that video alone was really cool. Just, you know, whenever you get an ex-boyfriend calling you that some guy who bro- broke your heart calling <laughs> you up being like, I'm seeing you on TV now. And, you know, I get, like, You're like <laughs> yes, I'm yeah. like, I made it. Yes. The exes yeah. are calling. That's the best. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just wondering how you're doing. Yeah. You saw my video, motherfucker. Yeah, like, oh, wow. Like, and he's just, I was, you know, sitting with my girlfriend, and then your videos came <laughs> on, and we got in a fight, and <laughs> are you seeing anyone now? I'm like, oh, God. That like, is awesome. Yeah. That's kind of great, though. That's, that's like, everyone's dream, right? Yeah. Revenge. Yeah, it's the dream. Okay, so the, <laughs> the re- now, uh, you did the film with your, f- let's talk about your father's film real quick. Yes. That I was in you're as so a funny. hacky comic. What, wh- um, you made the trailer. Oh really? Yeah. So or there's a trailer. The, the sizzle that I've been. Were you a producer on the on the movie too? Yes, I produced. That's really it. Is the first time that you worked with your dad as a professional. Yes. That's amazing. Yes, I mean I worked at his dance studio when I was like 14. Yeah. I don't know if that's legal or not, but I did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but it was different because it's now all of a sudden you have to manage about 23 different crew members. It's not yeah. like a YouTube video where it's just like, oh, like we're just gonna shoot this right now. It's yeah. Uh, a lot more responsibilities and things happening that you can't control yeah. and just life. And you're in the post-production process with that film? Yes. It's in color right now, so it's almost Whoa. done. Yeah. And, and I saw your movie. It was amazing. I loved it. Before the Sun Explodes? The what? The one where you ruin your marriage? Well, I'm, I'm a... What, uh, a little postscript to that. So yeah. uh, I did a film called Before the Sun Explodes. Get it on Amazon. It's awesome. It couldn't um, stop watching it. So I think that means we just ran out of tape. But anyway, oh. that's fine. Uh so before 
the woman who wrote and directed it, uh-huh. she's at Sundance this weekend. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. With pretty much the same cast as the movie I was in, but I'm not in it. Damn so it. So there's a little bit of FOMO going on right oh, now as I'm we speak. Sorry. But her name's Deborah Eisenstadt. She's she's brilliant, and uh, her movie is called Imaginary Order at Sundance right now, oh. and I think it's it's up for awards. And oh, I want to see it. Yeah, she 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 can really capture sort of L.A. housewife ennui in a really interesting and just it, you saw the movie. It's yeah. it's a very uncomfortable movie to watch. Like people watch that movie, and even if they don't 100 percent get it or go the plot was great, they're like, yeah. I felt it. I felt so tense the whole time, uh-huh. which is great that you yeah. can actually manipulate people like that as as a director. So she's really anyway. Um, I said that. Oh, so your your father's film. Uh, have you seen a rough cut of it yet? Of course. Of yeah? course. Yeah, it's awesome. It looks great. It's definitely, it's a drama. And you guys are going to do the special circuit. That's the idea. Um, yeah, and we've been talking to distributors. So we have a couple of uh, distributors interested interested in it, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and it's just been it's just been a pitching process, which is fun. Yeah. Uh, and also, it's really funny. I'll, I'll go into these pitch meetings, and a lot of these distributors don't have any like I guess experience with YouTubers yet because it's still a, a, an emerging market. Yeah. And at the same time, they're just like, oh well, can you do can you promote my my other movies coming up? So it's a lot of that. Uh-huh. Yeah, a lot of that. Scratch so my back, I'll scratch exactly. yours type of thing. Yeah, so it's interesting. You get to meet, I get to, as a producer, it's like I'm now selling myself as a as a brand deal. Like, you can advertise your movie with me because that's something I do now. Yeah, <laughs> if you distribute the thing I did. Yeah. That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, everything's changing in the, in the whole business. It's cool. So um, now as a person who has a movie in post-production, where what's, what's the process look like? You go to... You call up your agent or manager, hey, I want to meet with Netflix or I want to meet with YouTube or you use your existing contacts and you just and you just show up and there's like a because I've had a few pitch moons for a for a script I wrote called uh, I Met My Daughter on Facebook based on <laughs> meeting life. my daughter. That's so um, cool. So I, and it's usually I go in a room with like one or two like underlings. Yeah. Not, I don't want to say underlings, but people who are low on the totem pole. And I just, and this and this, and I think we could, and then two weeks later they go, eh, they passed. But uh, for you in these process, you're, you these are existing relationships probably that you have, and you go in, and is there a, you have the whole group there? Is it a big thing, or is it? It's always different. It's always different. It's always different. Like if my agent sets things up, I remember I had a meeting at one of the, Biggest studios here, out here. Yeah. This wasn't for the the feature. It was something else. And I just went in a room with a bunch of men, and everybody was quiet the whole meeting. They're just like totally quiet. And I'm talking, and they're all on their they're all on their phones. Yes. And I'm just like, oh, okay, well, anything, any questions, you know? And I'm just. And it's just to, by yourself. Just you don't me. have a person you can no, pitch I just with. Went, okay. Yeah. Sometimes I go by myself. Sometimes yeah. I'll go with a producing partner or writing partner, just yeah. depending. And they just didn't talk to me so after the meeting I called my agent I was just like yeah I don't know I think I bombed the meeting and then I talked to one of my other friends and they're like oh no Lauren that's how this guy is they're like I guess like apparently like there's some story about like the Adrian Grenier pitched them and and he they they did the same thing and then two weeks later um the VP of the company which is a big 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 company it was like oh like I'd like you to be on a panel with me at Sundance not Sundance uh South by Southwest yeah so I was just like 
wow, I guess I didn't bomb the meeting because yeah. they want they invited me to do a panel with them, which is really cool. Yeah. But, you know, it's like you never you never know. And then, you know, I, I went to AFM and we we got a bunch of meetings because my producing my producing partner has a lot of contacts in distribution. And that was interesting. And it's just like, you know, first you talk to one person and then, you know, oh, you know, you have to meet this person and this person. Yeah. So it always it's it's always different. And you just have to be ready to have like other things as well. Yeah. I realize because all the time it's just like, well, what else do you do? Yeah. You know, or what do you have? You know, and I have this other feature that I've been trying to sell for years. It's so, so funny, but it's such a hard concept to pitch. So that's why is it a hard concept to pitch? Because it's about two out of work prostitutes. <laughs> but it's a really funny. It's a really yeah. it's, it's written by uh, Bonnie McFarlane and Steph Wilder. And it's a yeah. funny like girl comedy, like uh, Romy Michelle's high school reunion meet, meets um, like Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's really, really funny, but it's just a hard concept to pitch. Yeah. So that's just, you know, it's kinda like and and I've gotten a lot of interest. You know, I've mm -hmm. sent them scripts, but you know, it always comes down to like what you know, what they want to produce. So it's yeah. you know, it's it's life and it's it's hard and you know, a lot of it is also securing celebrity, you know, getting of course. getting saying, Oh, I can sign this person on or you know, this person has so many followers, like but yeah. yeah. And do you do you feel now uh the industry has changed so as a woman uh your your voice is given a little bit more credence like people want women directors like there there is not only is our women directors proving that they can make huge blockbuster films which for some reason this business is like that's news you know <laughs> like um but not only can women make huge blockbuster films they can write amazing i mean the woman who wrote bumblebee you know it was like her second feature script maybe mm -hmm. and it's great and uh so do you feel like you're being you're being set up in a way differently now? Like, okay, we'll listen to you. No, no, no. it's still the same it's patriarchy. The same. Yeah, okay. they still see you as like, you know, oh, she's a pretty girl. Uh, you know, so a lot of times I have to like really dress down, and it's it's the same it's the same thing. Uh, but you know, there are a lot of opportunities for women, which is great. There's um amazing like i was a uh, member of women in film uh from the women That's comedy great. thing and yeah. that was really awesome to see and just collaborate with other female creators which is amazing and i love working with women because i feel like they kind of can see you in a different way sure um so yeah i mean i always love it just it always comes down to especially when i'm getting a crew for a project like when i was doing my web series like you know i wanted a like at first i wanted a woman dp but it comes down to the best person of course so you know i went with the person with the best real you know yeah. and i didn't look at that i had women producers on it which was amazing i worked i worked with a production company in new york that was like really really awesome and it just you know it just everything kind of fell into place and i normally just you know it's who is ever the best person for the job yeah you know exactly and if i click with them i feel like that's really important too it's because you're going to be working with these people for you know a long period of time from doing the feature i learned so much about hiring a crew and just having the right yeah. people on the crew that just makes sense and fit and yeah yeah so right now uh you have a huge presence and you've you've done a lot of work you have a lot of stuff to show for it um and you have your fingers in lots of pies yeah and you're also rebranding yourself yeah so where w on your vision board on my vision what's board. next like what do you what you do you project yourself? Because obviously, I mean, also as a person, as any human body, y your human body becomes second 
to your brain <laughs> in this business after after point, you know, yeah. like, I mean, I know Clint Eastwood just did a movie where he had two threesomes as an 88 year old or whatever. <laughs> so you can still, I don't know, you can still be like a sexual object after a certain age. But at the same time, um, well, look at Jane Fonda. She's look at Jane Fonda. Yeah, she's, oh. Have you seen your, the documentary Jane Fonda and Five Acts? Oh no, I have to watch it. I I, I love her in a. Un- it'll blow your mind. You you have to watch it. I and that so I want to talk. So would you regard yourself as a feminist? No. But you no, but you have a I real responsibility. You feel women. Re- yeah, two women. Two women. And I'm what would you say to women that are starting out in L.A. or starting their YouTube channel or, or just what piece of advice would you give them to these young just girls? To not give up. To not, not give to up. get discouraged, and that I'd give that to guys too, because like everything, life can just like get on you. Yeah, you know, and it just can just drag you down and just get you depressed. And yeah, it's like a lot of it's just like just to keep going even through, and that's as an actor, it's like part of everyday life. There's times where I don't want to be happy, and then I get cast for something where I have to be happy, <laughs> and I'm just like, like fuck, I don't want to be happy right now. I just want to crawl like crawl under my pillow and cry, but you can't. Yeah. So it's just you know, just just do it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that you look at like this is how I want to give back? Because I, I mean, you probably don't feel like you've made it necessarily. No. You don't feel like you've landed. <laughs> you feel like you're still like you're obviously working, working, of working. Course. And one thing that's gonna learn about this business, you're always in a state of working, and uh-huh. at any age. I'm always amazed when I see sixty-five-year-old actors who are really famous that I've worked <laughs> with, who are like, "Oh yeah, pilot season sucked for me. I had a call," and I'm like. Yeah. Wait, you're having the same conversation that 25-year-olds are having. I don't know if that's depressing or encouraging. It's uh, life. <laughs> yeah, it's also life. <laughs> so, um, so give me the image of yourself landing. Like, what, what, what does that look like to you? Like, what? And my vision board. Um, yeah. Is one of my shows being made or my features? You know, going, getting recognition. And like, if you look at my vision board, I just have like a bunch of my favorite. Oh, you literally have a vision I, board. Of course, I have a vision board. Oh my god! Okay, sorry. Right Jesus. By my door. Wow. You know, yeah. What's of, on it? Like a bunch of my favorite actors. You know, we have Uma Thurman, Reese Witherspoon, Drew Barrymore, Oprah Winfrey. Uh huh. You know, just like the, the the realm of powerful women. Yeah. On there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and shows too, because you know, I I really want to have my own show. That's like the the goal is to have have my own my what's own the show. show that you look at right now like i wish that was my show oh my god there's so many because i really love watching tv uh, but i really i'm like i i binge watch schitt's creek the last few oh, weeks oh yeah i just heard I about that love that show it's so good it's funny it's really, yeah, really funny and then the, and that's like a comedy that i really love but i also you know there's there's times where i love dramas like i love homeland mm-hmm. you know and i love orange is the new black and it's just there's so many different shows out there that are so good yeah that i've just gone through so there's you know it's just as long as it's you know written really well i feel like is is a thing and what i do for a give back yeah because i because you were kind of way to go yeah i was about good, good that call. but i got it like in between the lines is i work with this uh project it's called the artist project and that's actually the podcast i invited you to oh. on thursday i don't know if you're free mm-hmm. and it's a place where you can give back to young artists or people in need of headshots i work with a few getty photographers Michael Besgen, who's uh-huh. actually really a very, very, very experienced photographer. He's photographed a lot of big, big stars. And he runs this organization at his house in West Hollywood where he gives actors free headshots for life. And he'll have Whoa. mentors show up there and mentor the actor. So there's, you know, one of the mentors there is, you know, was a, one of the stars on Six Feet Under. And yeah, yeah he had like, 
you know, another star, that the guy that was like nominated for Oscars come in and, and talk to different actors. Oh and, wow. you know, he works with a lot of publicists to get people to come in or, you know, people from inner city schools will come in and they'll get headshots and, you know, a different kind of way to, to be off the streets. So I think yeah. it's, it's a really fun place. And we do, we interview actors and people that we feel like, you know, would be good ventures. So that's why I wanted to have you on the show. Oh wow! Th- well, yeah. thank you. I've uh, okay. <laughs> I guess pressure's on. I gotta. Yeah. I gotta be a mentor now. And, and you can get pictures on getting images. That's the. Oh, that's even that's better. Yeah, <laughs> it's all come back to something selfish at the end exactly. that I need. Um, well, that's really cool. I kind of, you know, you, you're really. It's you always impress me with everything that you're you're up to and what you're about and the, how poised and how. Uh, you know, and then I see your Instagram. I'm like, what? No, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, <laughs> like bikini pics, <laughs> No, but do you have a. Uh, What's like the craziest thing that's happened to you in this bit? Like, do you have like a funny story that you're like, you know, I haven't told this story yet about an interaction where you don't have to name names, but just like this is maybe a story that like edified who you are as a person where you look back and go, oh man, this is a big moment. I know the pizza thing and the engagement thing, that's that's one of them. Have you ever had any other stories like that that kind of like shifted your life in the entertainment business? Well, one of the coolest uh, things that happened actually recently was that the first video on my YouTube channel was written by, I don't know, do you know Jeffrey Gurian? It's like Jeffrey Green. Gurian. He's like the stand-up oh, of course with I the know Jeffrey big Gurian. hair that's yes. always everywhere. So he yes, wrote yes. my first YouTube sketch for Did me. Did he really? Yes. Okay. And I met him when I was like starting my channel, and I was like, Jeffrey, I need your help. You know, and he wrote this character for me called Besame Mucho. And when I was preparing for it, he goes, Lauren, I based it on Charo. This, this, you know, she's yeah, like a, very famous, yeah. iconic. So, and I had to do a Spanish accent, and <laughs> I just looked at her. All of everything I could find, Charo, I just researched it. Yeah. And then I, you know, we shot another one recent, like maybe a year ago, but I never edited it. And finally, we we finished it. I edited it. Then I went to do the Streamy Awards, and for the pre-Streamies, I'm always the trophy girl, and I do like the Streamy Awards, the Brand Awards, and then some other kind of like. There's, there's like three different like streamies before the actual big big streamy awards which yeah. is like a huge event but they're also like really big yeah and um for the main event they're like oh lauren we would have you but we're having charo and i'm like oh my god charo <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> it's just like my dream come true of like people to meet because she kind yeah. of inspired the first character that i that's that amazing I did. so uh she showed up like she was on stage and of course i like i shared her picture and then she ended up following me on instagram because i like you know like videoed her on stage and I'm like oh my god I'm one step closer to her <laughs> then she showed up at the party and I don't normally do this like I don't normally go up to people but I like went up to her and she was like so cool and we were getting pictures together and then like her handler was like oh yeah Charo loves you she thinks you're and Charo's like I love your outfit you're so cute I'm gonna you know steal fashion tips from you and I'm like oh my god it's you know <laughs> yeah so I, I ended up getting her on my podcast and oh, then wow and then my co-host tried to kiss her on the podcast I got tried on my what? podcast which was Really uncomfortable. Is your co-host a guy or a girl? It's a guy. Okay. It's a guy. Thought it was funny, and he also had a crush on her from like the Love Boat. She looks amazing. How old is she now? I don't know. I don't know how old she is, but she looks like she and she for the streaming wars she had five outfit changes, and I'm just like she has so much energy. I don't know how she has the energy, but but anyway to to make a long story short i went to her house after the podcast like a week after and i pitched her a bunch of sketches she kind of was like oh we need more time to prepare but i was like no we're gonna shoot this now yeah and i shot a sketch with her which was really cool so i was one of like that was like that's a moment. pretty amazing yeah, that that's was like a- manifesting 
and she invited in me over life. for Christmas Eve dinner, but I wasn't in town. I was so upset. I was like, oh my God. Like, but now she's your homie, right? Yeah, she's so cool. She's so cool. Oh, so wow. That's like a cool, cool moment. And there's yeah. always those moments where you get to like meet people that like you, you know, kind of idolized as a kid, like looked yeah. up to. Like, I was at like Ryan Felipe's house one time and I didn't even know it was him. You know, it was just like one of those weird situations. Like, yeah. and LA does that because there's just like everybody here is like in the business. Like, yeah, of course. You know, like you see people and you're just like, oh my God, that's that person, you know? Yeah. So it's. And then there's a story of like, be careful, of it, you know, of meeting your heroes. Oh, yeah. Because then they can destroy every. Have you had those moments where you've met someone like, oh, my God. And you mean like, oh, you suck. Yeah. 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 I don't want to say who, but I've had some some sad, sad moments like that. But without then I've name, also. Without naming names. Give me a good one. Give me a good oh story. God. I don't like talking about negative things. I will say this. I when mean, I was in high school, I remember uh, I was a huge Sam Shepard fan. Okay. I, I like him. Really? I think he passed away, right? Yeah, I think so. And yeah. I mean, because like, you know, plays and he's yeah. like, like, I'm a gritty yeah. actor, although I can't grow facial hair, but I'm a gritty actor. And we had this girl come in and talk about Sam Shepard. And she was a Sam Shepard. She got her PhD on Shepard. And she was this young, pretty girl. And uh, I remember I said, did you, you meet him? And she, and her f- whole demeanor changed. She goes, yeah, I met him. It was in a bar in Charlottesville, Virginia. And he was holding court with all these guys drinking. And I came up and I said, Mr. Shepard, he turned around and he grabbed my ass. And he said, get me another beer, toots. Well, at least he was being nice. And I was like, I was like, it's kind of on brand. Um, but yeah, just first thing he did. My God, my hero. Grab. So uh, I don't, I mean, obviously as a guy, it's different. But I imagine there. Uh, I, you have, know. I have a funny story that I'll tell you after the podcast. I just, I don't want to. But wanna... you can't name, you can't do it and not name names? All right. So I was on, I was doing Maxim Radio. This is years ago. And then this huge, huge A-lister celebrity comes in. And I brought a bunch of my, like a lot of times, like radio shows be like, Lauren, bring a lot of your hot friends. So I brought yeah. like five of my really hot friends. Yeah. And this a-lister sees us and is like oh my god you girls are so awesome come with me to my restaurant opening and of course we're just like awesome yeah so we meet him i think he was staying at like some hotel like on like 59th street like i forget the the columbus circle that really nice i know exactly what you're talking about yeah yeah. so we, we we meet him we get in the limo with his like assistant and basically like he doesn't say a word to us and i'm just thinking well he was so nice at the radio show like why is he well, he's different now yeah and he just basically like used us for press so we would walk out of the limo with him so he'd look cool he'd like look he had cool. like hot <laughs> girls with him and then we sat like like at his table and he didn't talk to us like at all like it was just so Your obviously props, props. yeah, yeah. Like, and i just after like being such a fan of his and like watching so many movies that he did i yeah. was just like wow this guy isn't like personable or nice or friendly or like you know why did i even come to this like it was cool it was like some it was an opening for this like restaurant he bought with like marilyn manson or something yeah it's like this like really shishi restaurant downtown it was like some asian kind of fusion place but I, and it was like great free food but i was just like i don't need this i could have been yeah. home in my pajamas right now yeah like i don't care about your press pictures like i just you, so i just felt used yeah but yeah that that happens oh my That's gosh sad. i get that sad well thing. um I want what what do you want to plug? Do you have anything coming up in the next? Uh well, I have a movie right now that just came out on Amazon last oh. week called Wally Got Wasted. Everyone should Wally watch Got Wasted. So you have a movie means stars. you I acted in it. you acted in. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I play. Um, I just I play the I play the ex girlfriend. 
good Ralph Beatty. It happens yeah. right away. Yeah. Um, and it's fun. It's really fun. It's a modern day weekend at Bernie's, and it's really cool. It's on Amazon. You should all give it five stars and five stars comments. reviews. Yeah. Yes. Comments. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What does the afterlife mean? The after laugh. Like yeah, we're the name of your podcast. So it's the well, it's a double entendre. Okay. So. You know, I think it means a lot of things, and I mentioned this in the teaser for the for the podcast. But basically, a lot of it has to do with sort of number one, what happens after shows. Okay. Like how comics behave, how people, singers, dance, whatever. Like after a thing, after an event, because you have that crazy dopamine endorphin rush of of being on stage, and then it's over, and then you're just a person. Gotcha. And so, w- w- what? I love that. So what exists that. there? Well, thank is you. that because sometimes people are like hyped up, sometimes people are, are, are sad, sometimes it's also a lot to do with the fact that um, as I'm getting older, I kind of go, well, you know, a lot of stuff I used to do, I can't do anymore. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the way I live my life. I mean, I'm still a comic, obviously, and I'll probably be a comic until the day I die, which will be in two years. No. Um, no. But uh, I think that the the idea of like, what does that mean to be done with? What if I stop doing comedy or what if I stop? So it's kind of like, the after the after laugh as an after laugh to me it's like it's the weird awkward laugh after the main laugh right so the original <laughs> sort of song was going to be welcome to the after laugh <laughs> i like that you know the <laughs> yeah huh thing and whenever i would see that in movies i always thought it was a f- it was a cr- it represents humanity in a nutshell because it's like we're laughing to kind of be in the moment and to appreciate what's happening and then it's over and all we can show for it is like a sigh you know like we don't know what that laugh meant and we don't know so obviously the pictures i'm holding like should be lemons because you have lemons make lemonade but you know kind of like hamlet like poor york last poor york like i'm contemplating mortality so and i think that the idea of mortality kind of comes in focus sometimes after you know, after you do a big shoot or yeah. you do a movie, like, and it's a wrap, it's over, yeah. and then it's over, and you're like, I just dedicated this my whole life, particularly in a play when I would do plays a lot. I, I, I played Rudolf Nureyev, and I was like, I gained, I lost all this weight, and I was chain smoking, and I was a big diva, and it was a Russian accent, and then it was over, and I'm like, oh, now I'm just me. And so a lot of the people who've come on have talked about moments in their lives where things were kind of like here. Like, it looks like my career is over, or this part of my life is over, my marriage is whatever. And after that happens, like, what do you, uh, how do you rebuild yourself, and how do you create the reality that you want? You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, that was really way too fucking deep. Really deep. Really um, deep. So it's a little, it's a little depressing because you know I, I lost my apartment in New York, which I think you knew about. I, I owned, I owned a place in New York. I did whole Indiegogo, and I, and I lost. I got evicted. My uh. lawyer was a was a con man. Um, I'm, sorry. I'm not allowed same as day because of a NDA. <laughs> But that was my home that yeah. I owned for 18 years, and I lost all the money from it. I'm sorry. Um, and uh, it was kind of like, well, maybe there's something else. You know, maybe I'm – and honestly, the podcast for me is the afterlife. Like, I'm not running around to clubs every day. I perform, like, maybe four times a week unless I'm headlining out of the state. Um, so for me, it's like I'm not, I'm not going to be hanging out at a comedy club <laughs> for a spot at the bar – seven days a week yeah. anymore you know i'm too old for that shit so after that what do you do well i'm going to talk to people who i find interesting or funny or that are friends of mine 
people who've been able to create like interesting realities and careers for themselves, you know, and, and you, you've always struck me as someone who's been able to kind of keep things moving, keep building your, your brand in a way that's, you know, has integrity and is very authentic to who you are. And I, I think it's awesome. So it's, this is me just a fan crush on people really, awesome. you know, well. so you got the movie, the movie is called what again? Uh, Eddie now. Oh wait, the Wally got wasted. Is the is the movie on Amazon? And the soon to be movie that you and your father did is it's called Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. E D D I E. I-E. Yeah. And your handles on social media are. I want my Lauren. I want my Lauren. Follow me, Lauren Fo- and, Francesca. And that's on Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter and Facebook. And Facebook. Facebook is my biggest. Yeah. Twitter, it's Lauren Francesca. And guys, no dick pics. No doxing. Be nice. Be my she's friends. a good person. I be your like friend. She's yeah. gonna be she's gonna have her own studio someday. Yes. Knock on wood. All right. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank You're the you, best. Bill. You're the best. Thanks All right. for having me on. Of course, anytime. All this right. uh, Bill Doss sign after the laughter after laugh. Bye bye. Bye.